BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever wondered why people cry? Why do you cry? Why do some people cry but not others? It's just a really interesting topic. I've, after working with wild animals for so many years, it is just bizarre and interesting to me that humans are the only species that are actually have emotional tears that we've ever witnessed or documented. So that's bizarre. Why does it happen? Why do humans need to cry? Who cries and who doesn't? And what is the actual benefit of it to your body? I wanted to start off with what kind of tears there are. So there's three actual kinds of tears that we all have. One is just the tears that our eyes produce to ensure that we stay hydrated so our eyes don't get dry. We all have that. Every species has that. The second is the reaction that we have. It's more of a defense. It's the kind of tears that we form when we're cutting onions or there's a big gust of wind that comes up. Or it's the one that you even see if people get pepper sprayed. And it, that's something that is the same for all animals. So we, all of us have those two in common. But the third is unique to humans. And in a moment, I'm going to get into why that actually happens, which is interesting, but people just don't think about it. If you've listened to some of my other episodes, we go into something that's really important for us all to understand of how things come into our system and how things leave our system. And I use the number 44717 and that basically it means is there's four major ways for things to get into your system, four minor ways, and then seven major ways for things to get out and seven minor ways. And then there's one that's kind of like the king or queen of all exit routes. And I've touched on a few of them before, but one of the main ways for things to get out of our system is actually through crying. We've had some wonderful scientists over the past about 15 years do some research into what is actually in our tears, because it's not just water and it is not just salt. So what is it? Not only is it a lot of detoxing, we're getting a lot of toxins that are coming out through that way. The main thing is cortisol. So what is cortisol? And as it turns out, it is the big stress hormone. If you have tons of cortisol floating through your system, this is some of the things that you can experience. Fatigue, muscle weakness, cognitive difficulties, higher blood pressure, headaches, depression, anxiety, loss of emotional control. That one's interesting. Irritability, decreased libido, decreased immunity, increased fat deposits in our neck, face, and belly. That one's interesting. That affects a lot of us. Carbohydrate cravings and type 2 diabetes. So if you take all of those, those good dozen 
things that I just mentioned, how many of us are actually impacted by some or even all of those? And so my question is, do you have too much cortisol going through your system? And what basically happens is something upsets us. It could be something you saw in the news, something in social media, something that your partner or your kids or your neighbor said, and cortisol levels in your blood start to rise. So we can either let it out the way that it wants to get out through tears, or we keep it inside and we start to notice some of these other things that start to happen in our body. So let's think about when we have cortisol going through our systems. And do you really cry? Do you have a good cry once a week, once a year? I've never cried. I can't remember the last time I've cried. What what category do you fall into? And what we're seeing now is that crying is a healthy way of us getting toxins and cortisol out of our system. And if we don't take time during our wellness routine, whatever your wellness routine is, to honestly incorporate crying, it will impact you. So I wanted to really look at why are we the only species that cries? Isn't that, you know, it's totally bizarre to me when I think about this, but it makes sense. Of all the other species out there, and I've had the pleasure of working with many wonderful, you know, some elephants and cheetahs and gorillas, and but what you see with them is when they have an emotion, when they feel something, when they feel sad, when they feel happy and joyful, they use that emotion and they express it in that moment until they feel their next emotion and then they fully express that emotion. There is no attachment to emotions. There is no pulling it into whatever's next, whatever they feel, they honestly feel it that second. Where with humans, how often do we do that? How often are we happy about something, but we have to kind of hide it? Or how often are we, more often than not, upset about something, we're angry about something, we're frustrated about something, but we must suppress it. So the human body is absolutely brilliant. It knows that of all the species, we are the ones that are going to suppress emotions when what we should be doing is experiencing them and getting them through us. So what is it says is we need a way to get this out of our system. We as humans are not going to pay attention to our emotions. So what we need to do is really get them out. So how are we going to do this? So somewhere along the road, millions of years ago, humans developed the ability to cry. So we could help get this cortisol, get these stress hormones out and through us. So that's great. We're amazing. But do you actually do it? We have this superpower to get these emotions out. But do we use them? And most often than not, we don't we suppress things. We don't want to cry. If you don't be a cry baby, you know, kids fall down and oh, honey, don't cry. Don't cry. And what that is, is a huge roadblock. And so now we are keeping these things in. So what I want you to think about is that in your weekly, monthly wellness regime, where you go to the gym X number of times, you you meditate or you take time for yourself, or you do self-care practices, 
start to think about crying as part of your self-care routine. This is one of the major, major ways that cortisol exits your system. If you do not allow for the cortisol to exit your system through this manner, it will start to build up. And no one wants excess fat deposits at their neck, face, and belly. No one wants to be more irritable, depressed, fatigued, higher blood pressure, carbohydrate cravings. None of us want this. So what we need to do is use our body for what it's meant for and how we're designed. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So how do you do this? How do you cry? And that might sound really silly, but for the vast, vast majority of us, we do not take the time to actively incorporate crying into our daily life. So the first thing that I want you to think about is can you stop a few times during the day and really check in and feel how am I feeling right this moment? Am I upset? And if I am, how can I adequately get that out? How can I move that through me? I'm not trying to suppress it. I'm not trying to put on a happy face if I'm not absolutely happy. But think about if we are pushing those emotions down, that nothing good can happen. Nothing good can happen for your health and well-being, for those around you. So really checking in and thinking, how am I? And some people that I actually ask them, and you, you often, you'll go, hey, how are you doing, Bill? Or how are you doing today? And the answer is good. And the answer is fine. But that's not the answer. They're actually not stopping and thinking, really, how am I today? Am I flustered? Am I irritated? Am I upset about something that happened two months ago? We don't allow ourselves to really experience where we're at. So for some people, just asking them, no, really, I really want to know where you are at today. That can be a very emotional thing because they haven't stopped and thought about it for themselves. So really taking time for yourself to check in every day. How am I doing right this minute? And just sitting there for a second and thinking, you know what, I am a little irritated at this or I am a little upset about something and really feeling that and allowing that to be part of your experience. The second time is to make time to cry. And that kind of seems a little odd, but can you, when you're putting on the shower in the morning, just take some time for yourself in the bathroom. You might want a more private spot to be, hey, this is my safe spot. If I want to cry here, go do it. If it's on your drive home from work and you just need to park a block from your house to honestly get out whatever happened that day, do that. 
what can you create for yourself that's safe? And some people are fine. They're totally at home with crying in front of anyone, anywhere, and they're just very confident in themselves. And other people, they do. They just need a little bit of a safe place. Not one is better than the other. As long as you know that there is a place for you and it is entirely fine and you're not being judged, you're just working towards your wellness. The third thing I often suggest is really think about what is impacting you and the experiences that you've had. And some of them could be buried. They could be, you know, decades old, something that happened to you a long time. Sit and really walk through those experiences again and feel them. And often if you invite that situation back, it can help you cry. So every time you cry, just think of it as you are getting more things out of your system because all of us we have these things that sit on our shoulders that kind of sit in our soul or in our heart and they stay with us they might not stay with the people that have inflicted us they've moved on but they stay with you so think about crying as your tool to get these things out and that's what we want to do we want things lighter on your shoulders we don't want these heavy burdens in our soul holding us back And the last thing that I have, and it is my secret weapon. If you know, gosh, I know I'm upset about something. I know that I am angry about something and I could probably use a good cry, but I I just, I, I don't have time for it. I don't have whatever. All you need to do is think, what are the one, two, three sad movies? The ones that get you every single time and just have those have those in your kind of back pocket of if I need a good cry I know I'm gonna put on I know if my brother it's um, this old sports movie Rudy you know if you if you put that on and he as a you know football strong man he will cry so you just need to know what are the I think you know I watched gosh anything with some pups being sick or passing away that's what does it for me every single time so I know there was old yeller a long time ago or there was one this where the red fern grows anything where a dog is getting hurt that that's what gets me really upset so I have those and if I really do need a good cry I will put those on and it's kind of like it just starts you off and then you can really release but I hope this kind of helps you think about crying in an entirely different light and we we form these stigmas around what crying is what means you're weak or it means you're depressed or we have a label that we attach to it where really it is an extremely important part of each and every one of us being healthy and it impacts the way that I talk to my children when you know my son or my daughter fall down and they're upset about something and you see this with kids they don't have the afflictions they don't have the health problems that we do because they feel something you know my son took a piece of my daughter's lego and she cries she's upset she gets that out she is not keeping it with her she's not keeping it bundled up but what we start to do with kids especially as they age is honey don't cry don't do that what can I do to make you stop crying and as soon as we do that their cortisol levels start to rise and we see as they enter being teenagers young adults that this starts to affect them and all of those symptoms that I mentioned earlier on 
they start to take those off. So I really incorporate this into how I talk to my children. If they are crying, I sit and I have a conversation with them about how important it is what they're doing and that they are working to get their sads out. They're working to get their frustrations out. And I acknowledge them and I tell them, you should be really proud. You're working to get this through. So those sads aren't sitting in your belly and they aren't sitting in your heart. But I never tell the kiddos, hey, you're crying. Let's stop crying. What can I do to make you stop crying? Or when I see someone, you know, at work or, you know, they're upset about something, I give them a big hug and it's not, oh, what can I do to make you stop crying? It's like, okay, let's, this is an opportunity. You're in the throes of it. You're already starting to cry. Let's get this out. I don't care if you have to sit with me for 10 full minutes and let's sob together. It's entirely wonderful and it's part of your healing experience. So I know a lot of the time when I'm working with these wonderful detoxers. So once a month we do a seven day long wellness detox and November we're just about to start November in a week and a half here and our big thing is mental health and mental wellness and what can we do to look at all the things that are in our soul or on our shoulders or things that have bothered us for a very very long time and what can we work through together so I'm anticipating that that wonderful detox there's going to be lots of tears and that is the goal we want to get things out we don't want things to build up because that's entirely when we start seeing all these afflictions and it's it can be weight gain it can be irritability it could be headaches you can see it in so many ways and diseases popping up you know there are there really is no separation between what's happening in your mind and what's happening in your body What's happening in your body is just a reflection. It's the mirror of what's happening inside. And we need to really start paying attention to that, both in us and those around us. So hopefully that helps. And since we are going into November, and November is a big month for us when we're talking about our wellness cleanses and really talking about us being healthy, because what we start looking at is mental health and so what do you think of when you think oh mental health we think of maybe depression anxiety suicide what are the words that come up when you are describing it for yourself there is a stigma behind that you know oh she suffers from mental health issues oh gosh he's gone through about last year he suffered some mental breakdown and he's going through some stuff and there's a stigma and there is now a label where I would love for us to all think about knee health. If you have knee health, if you focus on knee health, well, we're focusing on getting our knees healthy. If you're focusing on your back health, you're focusing on your back getting healthy. If you're focusing on mental health, all it means is you are a human with a brain that has any type of emotions and we need to make sure that we are healthy. So does everyone have mental health as part of their overall health? Absolutely. Every single one of us every single day and there is no stigma if you can pay attention to your knees and your back and your joints and your heart and your cholesterol levels you can pay attention to your mind there is no stigma here we are just paying attention to one of the most important aspects of our overall health so we'll be doing a lot in the month of November to really break down some barriers and all of us together dealing with some big things 
that we find afflicting us. So I hope that really helps everyone. And I'd love to hear about some of the things that are really important to you. What are the big obstacles that you are facing when it comes to your wonderful mental well-being, which might be a better way of us saying mental health for you know the stigma's sake but I think that there really is something there that we can all get some there, there isn't a single human being out there that hasn't had something that doesn't arrive to the door with baggage either on our shoulders and our heart wherever it might be but it is there and by denying that it is there or that it isn't there we we aren't helping ourselves we're only are we doing we're increasing that cortisol level but I hope this really helps you understand the tremendously important role that crying plays in your mental well-being how cortisol impacts you and these stress hormones and how both toxins and cortisol exit your system through our tears it's like this magic floodgate that we can really work on our total picture of what health is so thank you ever so much for this. I hope you got a lot out of it, but I know every time I stop and I talk to people about how healthy crying is for them, it's like, oh gosh, I've never thought of it in that light. I will not try to push it down or push it away. When it cut, does come up, I will accept it and look at it as a gift that is helping me get through something to another level. So until next time, I wish each and every one of you the very, very best on your wellness journey. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.